So just for uh, uh, to let folks know, uh, we actually record all of the sermons too. So we record as many of the Thursday night sermons as folks would like to um, allow that. Um, and I record most of mine, unless I just forget to bring the recorder up. Uh, and those are posted through our website, uh, uh, just if you ever are looking for a sermon again. So this is actually my um, third preaching opportunity this week, uh, and each one has been just a lot a bit different. So none of them have been the same. Uh, there was Thursday night, which was our first Thursday night healing service, uh, and then there was this morning over at National, the big church across the street, and now I'm here. Uh, this morning I was assigned the text of Mary and Martha and telling that story, um, I didn't think continuing their summer sermon series would make much sense here. So um, I decided to go a little bit different direction. And uh, tonight my hope is to use this as a time to kind of introduce you to who the United Methodist Protestant community here at AU is. Now one of the things that if you, you'll find if you spend even just a little bit of time is I talk a lot about community. I talk about a number of things, but community is definitely one of the things that comes up a lot. In fact, it's probably more common than just about anything else I preach on, maybe except love, um, because those are kind of the two things that I think of are as the most important things we do, in, um, especially in college ministry. Now, the Welcome Week has also been using this theme of uh, welcome home, and so all of that kind of has been uh, swirling in my head as I've pondered what I wanted to say this evening. Uh, but before I get into that too much, I want to tell you a little story about um, where my thinking around community comes from, or at least part of it. So from 2005 to 2009, I spent my summers uh, working at a summer camp in the northeastern corner of Pennsylvania. It is, uh, it was, it is a truly wonderful place to have spent five summers of my 20s. I learned a lot about myself, I learned a lot about leadership, I learned a lot about people. And one of the other things I carried with me was something the director um, instituted at camp, and that was this idea of welcome home. So as soon as we arrived at camp, whether we were staff or campers or family or visitors, whether we had been there many, many years or this was our very first time, we, were, uh, we arrived to this phrase, welcome home. And for them it was about setting a tone, that saying as you're entering into this place, all of us are entering onto this even playing field that is this community, that is Camp IHC. Now my first summer that I arrived there, I was coming from South Georgia. Um, this is a summer camp of Campers that are mostly from Long Island, New York City, uh, the New York part of New Jersey. And so these are a very different culture from me, coming from more or less semi-rural South Georgia. And I was also at an interesting point in my life as I was just beginning to be comfortable coming out. And in fact, I hadn't come out yet to my family. Uh, 
And so as I arrived there, I found myself kind of, you know, a little more introverted. I'm an extrovert by nature, but I was a little more careful. I didn't want to tell everybody. It certainly wasn't something when I was in college that was accepted by everyone. But I showed up in this place and I was like, okay, I'm going to slowly let people know. And this strange thing happens. Well, one, being a guy from South Georgia, I was firmly and warmly embraced for exactly who I was. Because that's how we accepted everyone. Everyone is accepted into the family immediately because we are a summer family. And then my fellow staff members, they accepted me even as they found out about my sexuality. And I never experienced anything but encouragement. And as much as it had been a scary thing that first summer, I didn't find anything that was uh, outside of that, that encouragement and warm embrace. And I got deeper into the camp culture. You know, if you've ever been to a summer camp, they all have their very unique cultures and traditions. And I began to feel like I was a part of that. Now, the other interesting thing about this camp is people came from everywhere to be on staff. We had about a third of the staff were international uh, uh, staff. And so they were coming from the UK and from Australia and New Zealand, from Europe. They were coming from uh, all of these different cultures and backgrounds and countries. And in this place, we were all welcomed into the family. Again, because we showed up and we were said, Welcome home. Welcome in this place where all of you are welcomed. Now, I have to be, be fair and say that this was not like some kind of utopia. Saying that we were all welcomed, we were still a real community. And, you know, we cared for one another, we learned from one another, and we disagreed with one another. And a lot of times we got on the nerves of one another because that happens in family, that happens in community. We don't always agree, but our baseline was to be community for one another. And when we said welcome home, it really wasn't about that place. It was about the people. The people who gathered there, the kids that we helped to raise during that summer, the kids that were, you know, if you ever hear me talk about my kids, I don't have any kids of my own. And those kids are my kids because I feel like I helped raise them. They were, uh, some of them, I feel like I helped raise them because I also helped watch them grow up for several years um, from, uh, that's going to be a tangent there. Uh, and so this place became a family, it became a community, it became this place where we all could call home. And that's kind of where I first began to really formulate my understanding of what community was. And then... I went to seminary, and I learned some biblical stuff. Um, and so for me, community's only been reinforced by the idea that this is not just a concept that I might have gotten at a summer camp, but it's something that is biblical. It's throughout every period of history, from the call of Abraham to today, God has been teaching us how important it is for us to be together. I mean, the Ten Commandments were about establishing the people of Israel. The prophets were calling the people to be restoring of the communal bonds. In the Incarnation, in Jesus born in the Nativity, 
God became part of our lives in a real flesh-and-blood way. And the life of the early church was set up to mirror community that we have with God and with one another in Jesus. And that's part of what Paul is, is writing about in our text from this evening. Paul is trying to help them answer some of these questions about what it means to be a Christian when, when he's writing to the church in Rome. And so he's, uh, he gives grounds for hope in two ways. First, he reminds us here is the Scripture's witness to the truthfulness and faithfulness of God. And then he turns their attention to God's presence in their midst. That God is always and everywhere with them. And especially in the experience of mutual love and service between people who previously were enemies. Think about all of the different people who ended up in Rome, the empire, the enslaved, the, the conquered and the conquerors, the powerful and the powerless. And the church in those early days was made up of all of these people. All of these very different people from very different backgrounds. And Paul says, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. And this is the gospel in a nutshell. That we are to welcome one another as Christ has already welcomed us. And I really believe in Christian community, we should be welcoming everyone. It doesn't matter what background you came from, how much money or how little money you might have, whether you have the best education or no education, how many scriptures you can quote from memory, or if you've never been a part of any church ever, who you love or how you identify, whether you're an introvert and you're happy in the corner, or if you're an extrovert who wants to talk to absolutely everyone, whether you've struggled with mental health, or whether you've never struggled at all, whether you have never been on your own before, or for the first time you feel a part of a community. I can keep going on and on and on and on, but the point is that all of us, no matter what, are invited into community on one condition, that we're also willing to extend the community to more, that we're going to be willing to open up ourselves and say, come on in. Now, this is who we try to be on this campus, and when I say we, I mean the United Methodist Protestant community. Our mission is simple. Love God, serve others, welcome all. And we really mean it. Even though we're not always perfect at it. But we're always striving to be a community that really lives out this radical welcome on our campus. Trying to be the type of community that absolutely everybody will feel welcome in. It's why we're proudly a reconciling uh, community, which means we're open and affirming of LGBTQIA plus folks. It's why we seek justice and equity and equality for all people. It's all part of offering a welcome and expanding outwards with open arms, the community for everyone. And 
frankly, it's something that we need a lot more of. I don't think I need to tell anyone about why the world seems so very divided these days and seems to be more and more fractured every day. And we need more community. We need more spaces where everybody is welcome, where you won't be judged for who you are or uh, what you bring in the room. You're going to be invited to come in the room because everybody is invited in this space. And again, this all goes back to that idea that God has welcomed us in Christ. And so we are to do the same. Because there is no condition on God's love. God is going to love us no matter what. Just read through the Old Testament. God gets upset with the the, uh, Israelite community over and over again. But God never, ever abandons them. God never, ever gives up on them. And the same can be said for the church uh, in the New Testament as we watch the church begin to try and figure things out. And they fumble and bumble at it as well. And it's something we continue to do today because we're not perfect. But God does not, de- does not demand our imperfection in return for love. God invites us to journey towards perfection because God loves us. And being a Methodist community, I want to offer a John Wesley quote, and because I think it's really good. Uh, In one of his sermons, he said, Let truth and love possess your whole soul. Let them be springs of all your affections, passions, tempers, the rule of your thoughts. Let them inspire all your discourse, continually seasoned with that salt, and meet to minister grace to the hearers. Let all your actions be wrought in love. Never let mercy or truth forsake thee. That is who we are trying to be. We are trying to be a people whose every action is wrought in love, filled with grace and open arms and passions tempered with grace. So today I say to all of you, welcome home to a place, a community, where you are able to be your most authentic selves. College is a time for growing and exploring, changing and solidifying who you are and who you want to be. So as we take this journey, let's walk it together. Amen. No, Rick. (laughs) One of the other things we do in this community is we take up an offering every week um, with the caveat that we realize you're college students and many of you aren't working and you don't always have something to offer in the offering plate. But we also take this time to remind you that all of us have something to offer, whether it's our time, our talents, our gifts, or our service. All of us have ways in which we can give back to the, to the work of this community and building up a community that is open to all. You can play something really short because it doesn't take us long.
that we do the doxology. Gracious God, bless these gifts and all of the gifts we give that we might be an outpouring of your love and mercy and grace. Amen. You can be seated. If I remember correctly, it's God Sightings now. Yes. So uh, God Sightings is something we do every single week in this community. And basically it's just you sharing where you've seen God in your life um, most of the time it's over the last week, but since we haven't been together in a while, where did you see God this summer? It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It can be a, I got a hundred dollar tip. That can be a God sighting. Um, it can be really kind of whatever it is that spilt, where God spoke to you. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah, I spent two um, guys are my second for the week. Um, 
come back and see how like, the community has grown and is growing. Um, so that's like, my head setting for the week. Um, it's also been a long day, so it was great to see you. My family came down to the south to see me. It was amazing. And I feel like he opened up that door. So like they came down twice in one summer. That never happened to in my life. So it was amazing. Nice. Thank you. Well, um, we'll be back next week with more God sightings, so be on the lookout for the ways in which God is at work in your lives. We're going to change things up because we're running a little bit uh, short on time to be out by 6.45. And so um, opportunities for ministry, um, there are quite a few things. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, our epistle goes out tonight, and that is the best way to know what's going on in our community. Um, we have a retreat coming up on September 21st and 22nd. Um, we have Bible studies are going to be starting up soon. We have a hike on the 1st. So I'll see Austin if you want to know more about that. It's going to be in Rock Creek Park. And uh, monthly movie night is going to be on September 4th. All of these things are in the epistle. If you're not signed up yet for the epistle, see me afterwards. Uh, I uh, have a little thing for you to fill out so you can give me your email address and uh, I'll get you signed up for that. And yeah, anything else that is pressing at this moment, Austin? Yeah. Austin's our president, by the way, so that's why I'm also in looking at him. Uh, all right, then we're going to stand and sing our closing hymn, and we're going to sing the, uh, let's do f the first and the fourth verse. The first and the last verse are the same. So, uh, so we'll sing the first and the fourth verse. Oh, are you saying play uh, the, that we bring the sacrifice of praise? Uh, sure, we can do that. Um, we're going to switch things up and play the 2031. That was, um, we're going to be singing that one, this one all, sem all semester, so, uh, all season? Mm. <laughs> of praise into the house of the Lord.